The reading today is an excerpt from the book, The Wholeness Handbook. Be attuned to what is. Opening ourselves to the present moment places us face to face with reality. The truth does indeed, does indeed set us free, but not without paying our dues. The cost of that freedom is letting go of judgment and the security of preconceived ideas, illusions, rationalizations, and denial. Choosing truth requires enormous courage. <clears throat> our feelings are often the vehicle for discovering what is true in our situations, our relationships, interactions, and thoughts. Getting in touch with that depends very much on the attentiveness to what we actually feel. A non-judgment accepting attitude is needing in relation to our feelings. There are no unacceptable feelings. Our feelings are okay. Acting them out may be another story. Feelings themselves are an appropriate, automatic, physiological, and emotional response. If we refuse to acknowledge our feelings, they remain hidden from our awareness and surface unexpectedly from time to time, de demanding to be heard. The best policy is to allow our feelings to arise, neither resisting them nor clinging to them. Then it can work for us, calling our attention to the truth of what is happening, enabling us to choose consciously how to respond. Authenticity, the hallmark of a whole and holy being, means living in such a way that who we are, what we believe, what we do, how we relate to others and to nature and the flowing of life in the universe are in harmony. This requires constant growth in awareness of what is, our true, what is true about ourselves, our natural, our, our natural, technological, and spiritual world, and our relationship to our God. And it requires great humility to face ourselves honestly, owning our strength and weakness, our compassion, our violence, our generosity, and our rigidity, our love, and our fear. Living the truth set us free from all presence pretense and fear when we no longer need our defensive barriers, illusions, or anything our minds once depended on to protect us. The energy once used for defending one's illusions become free to use in more creative life-giving ways. Also with the removal of barriers between ourselves and God's spirit, the divine life of God can flow into and through us as the source of genuine empowerment. Now it's my pleasure to introduce today's speaker. She's currently teaching a, a, a Science of Mind uh, 200 class on self-mastery. Please welcome Reverend Kathleen Miller. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. It is truly a great honor for me to deliver this morning's message. And I know that you are all here by divine appointment, that you have responded to that inner stirring, answered that call, and I commend you for your courage. So I invite you to open this morning's message with me in a spiritual mind treatment and affirmative prayer. I invite you just to find yourself 
sitting comfortably and relaxed and know this one power one presence one infinite intelligence all unconditionally loving life essence fully right where I am right now I know that where I am is sacred ground that that I am is the truth of my being aware that I am aware and so I am willing to practice the art of allowing to allow that spirit to move through me to express through me to experience itself as me knowing that that is the truth of who and what I am and so I am calm clear and receptive willing to be fully present in this moment grounded relaxed awake aware and receptive and so I release my word with great gratitude knowing that as my word has been spoken my experience unfolds perfectly and beautifully correspondingly I release and let go and together we say and so it is So there's another thing that I know, and that there isn't anything I can tell you that you don't already know. That infinite realm of wisdom that is contained within each and every one of us is all-knowing, and everything that we need to know in any given moment is fully and absolutely available to us. I'd like to remind you that you can't be any more spiritual than you already are. There isn't anything that needs to be added to you for your wholeness or your completeness. So I simply serve as a reminder, a reminder for you. And that reminder is that we simply need to awaken to, to remember, to remember, to remember what we know is the truth and magnificence of our being and what is that truth what is that magnificence it is that one spirit that one infinite intelligence that one life energy expresses and reveals itself in and through each and every one of us and everything that is in the entire cosmos in the entire whatever we can comprehend is it's the same one, that one source. On the spiritual path, we practice metaphysics. Meta meaning beyond, and physics meaning physical. We are aware of and live from the knowing that we are spiritual beings currently in form. I had the opportunity to watch a documentary on a Buddhist monastery. And the monks spent days out on their patio creating intricate 
and detailed mandalas out of sand, pouring colored sand into these elaborate patterns. Only for when the days to follow, the wind to come up and completely sweep the beautiful art away. And the narrator explained that that was a spiritual practice for the monks to remind them and to strengthen their acceptance and understanding of the temporary nature of form. We need to remember again and again and gently bring ourselves back to remembering that we are spirit temporarily in form and that is the truth of our being. In form, as human, it can very much feel like we are less than complete, less than whole. Our experience can present to us a feeling of less than spiritual. That somehow we are separate entities. We need to be reminded and draw close to the surface our awareness of what Oprah refers to in her soul series as the awareness of the larger reality of our lives. So when we feel that we are somehow separate and we have forgotten because our senses deceive us and we experience a sense of separation, sense of separation, S. O.S. Very often we experience suffering and distress of some sort, confusion. When we forget who we are, I think there's a wonderful segment in one of my favorite movies, The Lion King. One of my all-time movie characters, my favorite, is Rafiki. In Swahili, Rafiki means friend. And in The Lion King, Rafiki is a mystic shaman baboon. And his character is very joyful and very calm. And he goes through the desert, and, or the jungle, pardon me, the jungle, and he's very joyful. Do, 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 do. Don't you wonder what he says? I think he says, ripe bananas. <laughs> Rafiki is also very sacredly reverent. And as friend, one part in the movie, he's having a discussion with the main character. The main character is Simba. And Simba is heir to the kingdom, but he's forgotten. He went into self-imposed exile as a very young cub. And now he's approaching adulthood. And Rafiki is prompting him to remember. At one point, in Simba's distress, he looks at Rafiki and he says, you're confused. And Rafiki says, oh, I am not the one confused. You do not even know who you are. So I think that's a wonderful metaphor for how our friends will come and help us to remember and prompt us and remind us. Remembering who we are is the key. We will fall asleep. It will happen, and we remind each other. So freedom from this sense of separation, SOS, 
It's said to be simple, but not necessarily easy. So our work on the spiritual path is to align ourselves with that larger reality of our lives, to clarify our use of consciousness so that we have the eyes to see as spiritual beings that we have choice. In living the spiritual life, our freedom to choose is our divine spark. It's our individualized use of consciousness. It is divinity expressing uniquely as each one of us. We choose everything that we experience. And when we really get this, we have freedom from that interpretation that stuff can happen to us. We can't have a little bit of free will. That would be like being kind of pregnant. Either you are or you're not. Now Einstein tells us that there's two ways to live. One is that nothing is a miracle. The other is that everything is a miracle. And I say that there are two ways to live. One is that in nothing do we have freedom or choice, or in everything we have freedom and choice. When we can have the eyes to see this, everything changes. Wayne Dyer tells us that when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Like the ever-expanding spiral of the universe, the life force, the essence, the energy, can be likened to water or electricity in that it seeks the path of least resistance. It seeks an avenue of expression to reveal some aspect of itself. And where there is resistance, there is restriction to that expression. Our resistance is our sense of separation, overly identifying with the ideas that we have of ourselves preoccupying ourselves with the small s self and falling asleep to the larger reality of our lives. Interestingly, when we're ready and we set an intention to clarify consciousness, to live very awake, and we speak that desire, amazing things can happen and, and appear and we, because we always get what we ask for. Consciousness expresses. Understanding, accepting, and working with the how some of these things unfold for our good can be the challenge. I've, over the years, many people have exclaimed, and I've heard myself exclaim it, that this doesn't look like what I asked for, and this isn't what I asked for, and it doesn't, where did it even come from, and it doesn't even make any sense. Yes, sometimes what appears can be very messy and very confusing. Life always gives us what we ask for, and I know it doesn't always look like it, and it doesn't always feel like it. To understand this better, 
my past summer's wildly exciting summer vacation. I took two weeks off work to clear out my closets and cupboards. If you're anything like me, when you embark on a major organization job like that, the first thing you do is make a very big mess first. And then you get to the clearing of the debris and the organizing and the sorting. And I think this is a wonderful metaphor for what can happen when we announce that we're ready to live in alignment with our truth. That internal rooting and sorting and clearing of beliefs that no longer serve us starts to play out in our experience. And some of those ways can be very mysterious and sometimes messy. Some of the things that can happen are people that are near and dear to us, angels in our lives, will dress up in villain clothes and play out a role on our life stage for us. And they'll play out things that we thought only existed in our most inner personal spaces. Some of the other things that can happen is the complete opposite seems to appear from what we expected and what we asked for. Consciousness outplays our experiences, and we are getting what we ask for. We always do. Life always says yes. The way in which it comes and how we respond to it is the challenge. Another illustration is with Bogarts. Bogarts appear. And these are not the Bogarts of the Humphrey variety. And they're not the Bogarts of the Reefer variety. They're the Bogarts of the Harry Potter variety. When one of Harry Potter's lessons at Hogwarts School of Magic was to be able to overcome his response and reaction to a Bogart. Now, a Bogart is the, one of our deepest inner fears and scenarios, and it takes form. Some Bogarts can be very scary. When we get a Bogart, how do we face it? How do we overcome it? dissolve it. Here is an opportunity for us to practice. So much of what we do in our daily living spiritually is spiritual practice. The daily things that we do. Aware of how we're reacting. Aware that how we're responding. When we get a Bogart, the first thing that we need to do is go back to basics and remember that we are free beings with free choice, that nothing is ever done to us. It's all happening for us. It's there to assist us in some way. It wants us to be and express in the ways that we say we want to. So we remember to remember the larger reality of our lives, that we have asked for this. It is a matter of how we see it, how we don't. And there's a play on magic there in how we see it, how we don't. And that play on magic is there because to a large degree, this is magic. We remember that it never, it's never what happens, but what we tell ourselves about what happens. 
When we get a Bogart, life is showing us something. Do we tell ourselves that it shouldn't be? Do we push against it, resist it, deny it? Or do we remember and tell ourselves that this is happening for us, that the universe is friendly and is ever orchestrating in our favor? When we can do that, we release the need to defend ourselves or to react, and we open to the insight, and we have the ability to observe the greater, larger meaning and purpose in what is unfolding. Another thing that we can do, especially if we are really afraid, that the Bogart is really afraid, it's really scared us, we can remember to ask for help. Call a practitioner. A practitioner will know the truth for you and remind you of it until you can remember and know for yourself. One of the first things my practitioner did when I called her one time and told her that I got and created a really big scary Bogart was she said, Oh my dear, I know that there is great freedom and wonderful gifts in this for you. Not easy to hear, but that knowing of the truth gives us the opportunity to remember and to remember to remember. And when I open to the gifts, I see that some of the gifts in the opportunities of adverse conditions, seeming villains and bogarts, some of those gifts are so big that it takes days and weeks and months to unwrap and fully discover them all. The gifts can be things like the opportunity to reflect on and make adjustments within ourselves. They can be a greater awareness of how we may be defeating ourselves or how we are presenting ourselves based on a belief that's no longer serving us. The gifts are in the questions life asks us, in the scenarios that it unfolds for us. Some of those questions are, what is really important? What do you really believe? Are you prepared to release these ideas that are not serving you anymore? Do you know that what your true source of your being is? Are you clear? We come to recognize through answering these questions and responding from that openness that the universe is unfolding for our good. We come to know and recognize a great opportunity in seemingly difficult situations and that through the veil of the appearance and the drama, there is great freedom. One of the golden keys to freedom is that immunity from the race consciousness belief based in a belief, S-O-S, sense of separation, that anything can happen to you. So life asks us, are we willing to awaken to and live from that larger reality of our lives? 
The answer to these questions are some of life's gifts and life's ways of fulfilling the requests. We always get what we ask for. So when we practice, we practice how we see it, that everything is happening for us. We will find that we move through life's storms and difficulties with greater focus, ease, and grace. And we'll reserve our energies that we would have otherwise used for cleanups and the outplay of dramas and be able to redirect it in a positive, creative way and in those ways that we all long to. We become more and more willing to receive life's gifts, to cease resisting. Then we feel and demonstrate spiritual living that we are called to and yearn for. We practice remembering that everything is happening for us. And this opens a space and makes more room around everything that happens. The Daily Guru, an internet daily wisdom message, had this to say about making the space. There's a very natural shift in identity that begins to occur from individual thoughts, feelings, beliefs, actions to the observation of them. This is where everything begins to open up. Suddenly, there is more quiet space around everything that happens, more room. Your identity really does begin to shift toward the background of awareness behind all our experience. And as this begins to happen, we begin to discover our real fundamental freedom from all emotional and conceptual entanglements and we realize our connection with the larger whole. We already are whole and complete spiritual beings. Currently having a human experience in form, in space at this time. So as spiritual beings, we can relax. We can remember to remember and watch some of the things that are on all the world's stage and be an observer. We are the producers and the choosers and we can delight in the simplicity of it all that comes from practice. We practice. We're not always going to get it right and we're not always going to remember but gently and consistently we practice. And then we realize that we have grown and that we have remembered. And we do remember to remember. And we press that button. That was easy. Namaste.